0: seven of the between the cracks podcast i am your host bill and with me as always is my co-host chris now chris before we get started i have some very exciting news uh, as you might recall you and i were together last weekend at a little gathering and uh, i took it upon myself to finally post a picture of us and reveal to the world who we are Bud, it did not go as planned because it looks like we lost a few followers after I posted the picture of our faces. Bud, what do you make of that? I mean, I didn't even see the picture, but... You don't want to. We, we
1: did have the, I think we did have the the quintessential uh, stogie in the mouth.
0: <laughs> it's uh. just, it just always the case. It's like a safety net. But, uh, you know, it was funny because when I drove home that night, I went back and listened to some of the older episodes, and I never picked up on how much I was cursing in those first, like, I mean, God, 20, 30 episodes. Every other word was F. And I, I think that I was just using it as, like, um, like, like how I just said, um, there, I would say the F word. So, I mean, I am now trying to rein that in. So instead of using F word, I'm just going to be using, um, um, <laughs> well, it definitely,
1: uh, 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 it definitely is a filler, I think, because especially when we don't know what we're talking about, you know, I think it's one of those things that happens. You just say, um, a lot and fucking this and that. Say, see, see, I just did it right there.
0: Yeah. And it just happens naturally. But I mean, I was doing it excessively and I, I've always cursed badly my whole life. So Chris, that's my vow to you, pal. I'm going to change my ways.
1: Well, well, don't do it for me.
0: (laughs) Well, who the hell else am I going to do it for, Chris? Um, Who else is listening? (laughs) But uh, let me tell you this. There is one thing in life that will always bring out the dark side of me and make me curse. Buddy, that's video games.
1: It's been a long time, but I have put a lot of time and effort into video games in my life.
0: Well, I have not had anything. I mean, I, I had the original Nintendo back in the 80s but what really got me started i mean and that's like the last thing i've ever had I, I don't have any game system now but uh i had i don't know if anybody remembers this thing it's called the intellivision or Intellivision, and that one came out in like the early 80s dude it had like old rotary dial phone cords hooked up to like these little uh, controllers it was just the most deadbeat-looking graphics you could ever imagine, but I remember playing games like um, there's this one called Cubert where this little jerk would like jump up and down these uh, squares, and I remember just losing my shit on it, and even taking the thing and throwing it across the room. I've
1: played games. It, it even gets worse as when you're playing, like with more recently, like I don't know the last ten years, video games with where, where you're connected with people online, you can actually speak with them. That almost makes it worse, because then you have, like, someone there to actually get pissed off at. There's an actual other
0: person on the other side of it. Yeah, and if you don't know who they are, they could be, like, antagonistic and say shit to you. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> it makes it ten times worse. you can't do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember one time, probably, God, probably about 15 years ago now, I was playing up at my friend Sam's house, and we, we were, I don't know, it was one of these game systems that had, like, a a disc they look like like DVDs and it was a wrestling game and I would pick like the biggest fucking guy and he would have like this little midget and he would just keep beating me over and over and I remember I pushed the thing open and a disc came out and I took it and smashed it against the wall and the whole room went silent (laughs) just lost I completely (laughs) lost my shit there's your fucking game (laughs) (laughs) anyway I had to replace it and I felt terrible and embarrassed but uh it is what it is we played video games together a little bit. Remember
1: that hockey game?
0: Oh, <laughs> that, that's another one. Remember, you just kept beating me and beating me and beating me. Like, I remember we would play <laughs> and we'd be, like, in the third period with uh, 30 seconds left, and I'd finally get to the point where I could tie you, and then you, you would just score a goal, like, on the last second. And, I mean, it was just so deflating.
1: It, it it's It's very hard to not... I guess show emotions. It's just like, haha, it's just a game, but like, there's the competitive edge, you know that.
0: It, it, and have. especially when you're on like some massive losing streak. <laughs> I mean, you lose like maybe five in a row, is right, and you, you get a little win here and there. But when it gets upwards of like fifteen, sixteen, twenty-five losses in a row, I mean, <laughs> that's enough to send you to the fucking funny farm.
1: <laughs> we all definitely had that one friend uh, who would get. Ticked off the most about it, you kind of just loved it. Well, that, that, <laughs> that was
0: me, Chris. But uh, uh, not only is this one of my favorite topics, Chris, but we're going back to my favorite decade, the 1980s. On top of that, get this, little pal. This is a listener suggestion from our dear friend of the show, Liz, all the way from Portland, Oregon. Notice how I said Oregon? I'm so used to saying Oregon, but I think, Chris, how they say it out in the Pacific Northwest is Oregon. So you're telling me that that game that we played was actually Oregon Trail? Yes, I, I, I think it was. Well, I don't give a shit what they say. It's Oregon Trail. <laughs> I, because I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I, I've been watching some videos on the, this particular topic for tonight, and everybody's saying Oregon or, or I, I don't know or i'm gonna i'm gonna write liz later on tonight because she had some other great suggestions chris <laughs> all from the portland area there's one um suggestion she had that we're going to end up covering because i've been obsessed with it so she told me about it and it's called <laughs> it's called M- M- mel's hole <laughs> and uh, uh, it's uh it's not what you think chris um this guy, Mel, or Melvin, whatever the hell his name is, he had this piece of property, and there was this crater-sized hole in his backyard or somewhere on his property, and it was basically a hole to nowhere, almost like a gateway to hell, because he would drop things down it, and there would be no sound of it ever hitting like the surface or hitting water or anything, so they were never able to determine how far down this hole goes. And it looks really, uh, it looks really disturbing. And it's one of those things too, like where almost like your curiosity gets the
1: best of you and you want to find out to know where the bottom on this thing is.
0: Yeah, and it it can most likely lead you to making stupid decisions, like coming up with a contraption to hoist your way all the ways down the hole there.
1: I wouldn't trust anything I'd create, that's for sure. But
0: but (laughs) we're going to get to that episode in a few weeks, Chris. But uh, before we get into anything else, would you like to see... My hole?
1: I think I'll pass.
0: <laughs> okay, Chris. Oh, but, all right, let's get... <laughs> oh, we're falling back into our old ways. All right, Chris, let's get into tonight's episode, pal. Like I said, we're talking about video games, and we're talking about my favorite decade, the 1980s. Because tonight, Chris, we are talking about what some describe as an urban legend. We are discussing... The arcade game, Polybius. Chris, have you ever heard of Polybius? I have not heard of Polybius, but judging by the
1: pictures here, I'd say what is it? Is it a, is it basically like um, like Pac-Man era?
0: Yeah, it's like there. It's in one of those huge, like six foot tall arcade cabinets, you know, with the tilted back screen, the joysticks the uh coin slots and all that shit it looks like your everyday run-of-the-mill arcade game of that time era but what makes this interesting chris is that there is no evidence of this game ever having existed aside from some eyewitness accounts in 1981 in some arcades around the portland oregon area Now, it's not so much that this is some supply and demand type of uh, scam they got going on where you can no longer get this game. The myth part of this comes from what the game Polybius supposedly does to the player. Those that play it become victim of the game's powers. And apparently, Polybius has produced psychoactive and addictive effects on the player. Now, that doesn't sound that crazy to me, dude, because my kids, like, they play uh, Fortnite and the Roblox or Roblox, whatever the hell it's called, and I see it, dude. If I don't limit their time, they start getting crazy. Like, they start getting weird. So, I, I think there is an element of psychoactive effects on any type of video game, to some degree.
1: You know, it's interesting you say that, and there's a lot of psychology around everything, really. Like, for marketing, all that stuff, obviously, right? Like a way for people to, for things to catch their eye or what kind of color or this or that, everything like relates back to psychology. So you damn well can be sure that for marketing and for for doing games like this and stuff like that, that there are people that know damn well what is gonna trigger uh, either things like addiction and this and that. Think about how many things in our life where there's addiction involved. And people are just rolling in the fucking money, too, that, that, that do these things. Whether or not it's good for you or, or not, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, there is a lot of thought that goes into video games, I'm sure of. Because you know how many people they're probably testing these games on prior to releasing it uh, and realizing that people are like, damn, I'm, I'm addicted to this thing.
0: Basically, what we have here, the same people that are creating the problem are the people that are selling the cure.
1: And ain't that with everything,
0: huh? Mm, very ti- how
1: many things. I wonder.
0: Very timely, yeah, that's isn't how it? That works, yeah. But we're not talking about politics, tonight are we, Chris? Um, <laughs> Never. Now this gets even crazier, right? Because as you say, that the psychology of this all, and you know, obviously, when you're when you're studying the psychology of people, you're collecting data, and uh, that's exactly what happens here, according to the legend. Now, I'm I'm saying according to the legend, I'm calling this an urban legend just because that's how it's noted. I'm going to give my opinion, which might shock everybody, at the end of the show. And you know I like to be suspenseful, Chris, for the uh, one or two people that are listening. So now we spoke of some of the effects. Um, We're going to go into that a little further down the road, but there were also feelings of nausea, kids fainting, becoming neurotic. So, like, all these crazy things were happening. But the very interesting part was that, when these games were in the arcade and kids were playing them, some noted that they saw bizarre men <laughs> similar to the uh, famous Men in Black, and apparently they were there collecting data and analyzing the effects that they had on these small children. Now, the interesting thing with that, I get the data collection, and I can, I can believe that part, but uh, <laughs> I just can't imagine two guys in black suits just lingering behind <laughs> a small child playing a game. <laughs> so, like, if you think about today's world and all the data tracking and stuff
1: like that, I mean, think about now this whole thing where every, every time you're on a website, it asks you if it's okay with basically taking your location or this and that. And, like, how much of it is tracking your clicks and every single thing you buy, your habits, everything.
0: If you Google something, you know you're looking to buy something, an ad for it will pop up on Instagram w- within an hour.
1: Oh yeah, it's 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 crazy. If you yeah, if you if you're doing a search on your phone, and I'm, I'm assuming they're doing this by like like your your IP address or something. Suddenly you are you, right you start seeing ads for all these things popping up, and it's 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 a bit freaky. So I think that while this is like one of those urban legends. And think about this, this this was, what, back in 2000?
0: That's when the rumors of this game started popping up. According to the story, Polybius was released in 1981 and only stood the test of time for a mere few months before it was taken out of these arcades within the Portland, Oregon area. In my opinion, what makes this somewhat believable is that this took place in 1981 before we had cctv on every corner before there was a phone with a camera in everybody's pocket so it's easy to be dismissive about this and say oh this is bullshit never existed but we don't have the proof that it existed but we don't have the proof that it did not exist either
1: that's true it's a good way of looking at it uh and it's really a good way you can look at a lot of things right so like i'm I'm very open-minded with a lot of things, so like I'm never gonna say, oh, you know, you know that that's just not true. If I don't know for an absolute fact, and who really even knows for an absolute fact anymore? I mean, it's so easy for these things to get concealed, and only very few people. If there were only a few people that were exposed to it, um, it could just be brushed under. So, it's definitely one of those things where uh,
0: you don't necessarily may not have seen it, but that doesn't mean that it was not there for sure. Well, Well, think about it. Think about TV shows or games from when you were a kid that that sucked, that didn't stand the test of time. They were maybe out for a year or less than that, right? And then, you know, it's not making any money, so they remove it. So you're just not going to have the recall of something that just wasn't memorable to you. That's just a, a fact of life. So the point I'm trying to make is that this game very well could have existed. So, let's get into this, Chris. The name Polybius. Now, this part, I agree with those calling this um, a bizarre uh, hoax. Because the name Polybius is actually the name of a Greek historian. This is what I found interesting, Chris. He was born in Arcadia. The word Arcadia and arcade, I mean, that sounds a little fishy, right? That sounds too convenient. You know, as we said, this game was released in 1981 and some screenshots that they have of this game, I mean, obviously you can't go by that because, you know, that could be manipulated by anybody, but uh, it says that the game was copyrighted and released in 1981 and it had the developer of the game listed as a German company named Shittisloken. I hope I'm saying that right, Chris. Now, get this. If you break it up to sinis or shinis and lo- lochen or lokin, however the hell you want to say it, apparently it's supposed to mean to erase senses. Now that makes it a, a little more ominous, doesn't it? I'm looking at some of these side effects, man, and it, 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 it's kind of creepy. Amnesia, insomnia, night terrors, hallucinations, I mean, this thing just runs uh, the board on (laughs) all terrible things that could happen to the mind. But, uh, you know, when when you see this, these are the type of things that I feel happen to people that play these games for hours and days on end, you know? So you are going to have negative psychoactive effects if you're playing these games too long. So now that I'm looking at this and, you know, we hear that this urban legend was started in the early 2000s, maybe it was put out as a warning sign or a warning message for kids of the 2000s and and the current decade to uh, be careful with uh, overdoing it with the games. And if that's the case, Chris, they have not listened.
1: And with the graphics of games these days, I mean, it it just makes it too exciting to, to not play.
0: Well, that's the thing. I was just looking at, like something came up on Instagram and it was like Madden, like Madden 21 or whatever the hell it is. And I had to zoom in on it. To see if it was real, like if it was a real game or a video game. That's how realistic the uh, graphics are getting.
1: Oh, yeah, it's insane. So you've heard of virtual reality and and it was like really like one of those like stupid things that you would find in malls like years ago. You'd hop in that like box shaped thing and, and it would move a little bit. But virtual reality games are starting to get really big. And I don't know if you've ever heard or seen the movie called Ready Player One.
0: I did, but I I forgot what the hell happened in it.
1: So it's all virtual reality games. But like, specifically, it's just, they're basically all competing to get something called like the Golden Egg or whatever, which will actually unleash, or like the winner will basically get billions of dollars on the company. But aside from that, it basically has consumed the lives of almost everybody and you have like these slums and it, it's, it's futuristic obviously, but it just goes to show you like where I think video games will eventually head is getting really intense, like to the point of where you are inside the game and the graphics where you would almost barely be, even to be, able, be able to tell if you're walking out with, with the fucking things on or off. Um, and it, it is really interesting to, to think about because you're talking about way more stimulation on the mind with that, as opposed to what would happen back then is nothing compared to this. So if you want to talk about possible conspiracies and shit, I mean, this is the time that's going to happen.
0: Well, it's funny you say that, man, because I was watching this documentary not too long ago and it was about these people who are obsessed with virtual reality games. You know, the ones like you put the thing on your head and you have the glasses on and all that shit. And this guy, I can't remember the details of it, but he had like this wife or, you know, this fake reality wife and it it was like arcade type of graphics and shit while his own wife was home in the house and she let him play this game as a hobby. But think about how fucked up the mind must get. I mean, my, my wife would kill me if I ever played a game like that. What's crazier is that they're now developing these AIs, the artificial intelligence, these robots that look so realistic. And I I believe the phrase is uncanny valley. And it's when you're looking at like these uh, AIs where they look very human, but you could tell that something just isn't right. So like you pick up on an uneasy feeling. You know what I mean? Like if you're looking at a doll, like a porcelain doll that has all these human features, but you could tell that something's off but dude i've just seen a video yesterday on these things and they blink they talk honestly if you're walking past it you would think it's a real person yeah i don't fucking like that no not at all and that's the point of the study is that how it affects human psychology and how people get that very uneasy feeling i mean but where is this leading to i mean are are these things gonna take over the world you know, we create these computers that basically
1: are able to think for themselves and then they fucking take over the world. But, I mean, call that one of many conspiracies, but, you know, it's not very far-fetched.
0: No, it's not. And look at it now because, you know, apparently this story came out in the year 2000 based on a video game from 1981 and we're still talking about it today. And the, the story is just not going anywhere because I think that we all know the effects that video games can have. And I'm not one of these guys... Kids shouldn't play video games. They're going to shoot places up. I I don't buy into that whole thing. But I do think there's a part, as we've even seen it with adults with these virtual reality games, that they basically stop you from living your life if you get so addicted to it. And, you know, look at the side effects that we're talking about here. You know, all your senses are, are negatively affected by this. You're playing these games, you're going to be less active, you're slipping into these virtual reality world where it begins to you know, cross that line where you can't decipher what's real and what's not to some degree, right? Th-
1: think, like, Let's think right now, throughout the entire day, when are you ever not looking at some form of a screen? Computer for work, computer or TV at home when you're on your downtime, or looking at your phone constantly because it's just that easy now? This is going to cause mental thing, I mean, issues. I mean, how could it not?
0: Well, it's definitely going to change the psychology of human beings. I mean, sometime down the road, maybe not now, maybe not in next decade, but, you know, 20, 30, 40 years down the road. I mean, who knows what, what the consequences of this can be? Let's get back into Polybius. And I'm going to read to you now the quote-unquote earliest confirmed record of the legend. And Chris, that was on a website called coinop.org, and apparently this is like a historical video game site or some shit. I'm going to read to you some of the info that they have here on Plebius. This game had a very limited release, one or two backwater arcades in a suburb of Portland. The history of this game is cloudy. There were all kinds of strange stories about how kids who played it got amnesia afterwards, couldn't remember their name or where they lived. The bizarre rumors about this game are that it was supposedly developed by some kind of weird military tech offshoot group used some kind of proprietary behavior modification algorithms developed for the CIA or something. Kids who played it woke up at night screaming and having horrible nightmares. Looking at this already, Chris, I'm getting some kind of MK Ultra vibe here. I mean, I know that we're not using LSD here, but it has a mind manipulative effect on the most vulnerable children. And
1: what better way to gather data than to release it on the public?
0: Yeah, right. And those that are most susceptible, these little kids coming in to play it. So let me continue on here. According to an operator who ran the arcade, and this is what we talked about before, guys in black coats would come in to collect records from the machines. They're not interested in quarters or anything, they just collected information about how the game was played. And I looked at some videos that were supposedly a representation of what the game looked like, and it had a bunch of like maze-like figures, blinking lights, you could see that it would have some bizarre negative cognitive uh, effect on the player, right? So it would definitely alter the way that your mind usually works, I would think, just by looking at these bizarre shapes and blinking lights. It's almost like, you know, when someone has a seizure from strobe lights or whatnot. So let me continue on here. And (laughs) this is the part I like. The game was weird looking, kind of abstract, Fast action with some puzzle elements. The kids who played it stopped playing games entirely. One of them became a big anti-video game crusader or something. We've contacted one person who met him and he claims that the machines disappeared after a month or so and no one ever heard about them again. So... That goes back to what I said in the beginning. Maybe this was created as a, a warning to uh, society of the negative effects that video games can have on you. But I, I look at like some pictures online of you know these mockups that people have made of the game and they they generally show it in a dark room by itself with just you know the word Polybius written up on top in green, and maybe like a, a, a puzzle or a maze or something in green on the screen. So, of course, it, it has an ominous vibe to it when, when you <laughs> when you take a photo of it in this dark room by itself. You do that with anything. Yeah,
1: yeah, seriously.
0: Chris, as we talked about the origins of this game, I mean, it, it changes with whoever you talk to. Some say it appeared first online in 2000, then we have... The Usernet claims that it was kicked around back in 1994. Some say it was word of mouth in 1981. And as I said, it still continues to this day. But there was an article written in uh, your uh, favorite publication, Chris, uh, the video game magazine GamePro. And apparently they did an article on video games called, and I quote here, Secrets and Lies. And they spoke of Polybius and all the adverse effects that we talked about. This only made the legend grow because now you have mass media, right? So now, now the internet is cooking a little bit and this really made this legend take off. But of course they cover their asses in this article by saying that the existence of the game was inconclusive. Inconclusive will just mean that there's no substantial evidence one way or the other. And I think that adds to the legend here, Chris we're looking at all this and we're looking at it through the lens of this being an urban legend, right? But there are some (laughs) noted actual events that happen in relation to other video games in the Portland area in 1981. And the, description of these events seem very similar to the adverse effects that Polybius were known to have. Chris, why don't you give us uh, a couple of instances of uh, these um, horrifying events? So, uh, apparently two people
1: in Portland on the same exact day in 1981, one got a severe migraine after playing Tempest and the other suffered from stomach pain after playing how befitting Asteroids for 28 hours.
0: Here's the weird thing. The FBI raided a bunch of arcades in the area because uh, they suspected the owners of gambling. So now, Chris, let's put it all together. You give us two examples of these kids getting sick. You had the one that collapsed with a migraine and the other who got sick after playing a game for 28 hours. I mean, where, where the hell were the parents if it wasn't? And then on top of that, you had the FBI who apparently raided a bunch of arcades in the area due to the fact that they suspected the owners were using the machines for gambling purposes. So you link all this stuff together and you got yourself a nice little uh, story cooking there. And, you know, as we said... One person starts the story, and it just spins and spins and spins until you got a whole huge urban legend that people are still talking about to this day. So Chris, uh, but as we said, the FBI was involved, and in November of 2017, they actually released, under the Freedom of Information Act, uh, a response to uh, someone who was looking into the matter. Uh, Pal, do you feel like giving us a quick synopsis of this letter? Well, apparently uh, an individual who
1: shall not be named because it's blacked out (laughs) uh, sent out a request through the Freedom of Information Act. This person requested information on the Polybius arcade game and their response was, based on the information that you provided, we conducted a search of uh, the central records system. We were unable to identify any file records responsive to your request. So basically they're saying, um, you know, no such thing exists uh, in our records. So whether or not you want to believe that or not, it's up to you.
0: So, I mean, that's a good uh, segue to uh, our conclusion here. I'm going to ask you first, Chris, uh, looking at everything that we've talked about, What says you, urban legend or harsh reality?
1: It's not so clear-cut for me here. I want to say it's a little bit of both. I think that there is definitely embellishment here, as there always is, like we said, when a story gets carried on through time, generations, and various people. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think that many of these things are just conjured out of thin air, even though I know it's possible. I always think that there's probably some truth behind where it originated from. So I think that there may have been some sort of a game out there. And it is interesting to see that nothing comes back through any type of records when when there is a request for it. And obviously we don't know. Again, this is one of those situations where you're, you're just kind of leaving it up to your gut reaction. Because we physically have never seen this game. We've never heard of this game before. I think there's a potential for this to have... And I personally think that there can definitely be some manipulation of the mind involved with games. So, I'm going to say yes-ish. What do you say?
0: (sighs) Jesus Christ. Chris, I think you've been playing too many video games. Uh, (laughs) Um, bud. I fucking think I have (laughs) to. I'm on... We're switching personalities somehow. I am on board with you. I think that, you know, looking at this and a name Polybius, and what was the other thing, schlischen, laschen, meaning uh, deleted senses, it's all a little too convenient. Polybius, having been from Arcadia, this being an arcade game, it seems a little too contrived. And especially with the quote-unquote Men in Black coming in to take... Uh, data. Much needed data, (laughs) we must say. (laughs) Like we always say. But, uh, you know, some things I find very suspicious, you know, when he talked about, you know, there's no copyright of this game. I mean, to me, that is neither here nor there. Because if it was indeed a government experiment, they would have no need to copyright, and they wouldn't want it listed. They would want you to think these people that say they played it are out of their minds. So, ah! I do think that there's some truth to this, Chris. I I think that there was a game released that was used to collect data, and I think that's probably happening more so now than ever through these online streaming services. I mean, that shit is being collected, and I don't care what anybody says. But looking at this back in the 1980s, you would just have this standalone cabinet arcade game where you would have to collect data from. So that would be... A little more difficult and I mean what kind of data would they be recording <laughs> how many kids are laying on the ground passed out next to the game <laughs> so it's easy to say that this thing is an urban legend and it's it's a hoax that's the easy way out but I mean we're looking at 1980s Portland in a few as they said backwater arcades maybe this game was released and people started playing it they got sick and It was removed quickly from the arcades before anybody could sue. Chris, I'm going to throw Curpoli away, pal. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Polybius existed. (laughs) Yeah, I am going to say that this game was released in in a small uh, quantity, like, they released shitty movies in limited release. I, I think that's maybe what happened with this game. It made its way into arcades in limited release, and maybe Portland was just the area that they chose by chance, or, you know, somebody had a connection there. You know, it could be as simple as the game just sucked. Nobody was using it, so they took it out a month later. I mean, it could be something as simple as that, but I'm going to say, it, Chris, I'm going to say what nobody else is saying. plebeus existed. It made its way into our hearts and minds for one beautiful, fateful month in 1981 in Portland, Oregon, I said it that time, Chris. I didn't say Oregon. I said Oregon.
1: I'm telling you that
0: game, Oregon Trail, is what <laughs>
1: is what got us uh, saying that that the wrong. I mean, we all butcher fucking words every single day. No one knows. No I'm one going. Knows I,
0: I got to write Liz better. Liz, send me an email. I told you with all the list of uh, some other cases. I got a writer. I'm going to ask her about this tonight, actually. Um, and Liz has her mug on away, Chris, the Timmy mug. Oh,
1: yes. This seems to be
0: pretty popular. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't introduced. Well, I, I know we, we been have back in a while. We have to get back into the skits, bring back Blue Balls and <laughs> Timmy and all of our original characters. But as we said last week, Chris and I, uh, our schedules are so out of control. Now I'm helping out with my daughter's softball team on top of my own league and my son's little league team plus the job i mean it's out of control right now so i mean we're here and we did it chris i mean i don't know how good this episode is going to be but uh at least it'll be coming out (laughs) i mean it's 720 right now and i'm ready for bed so uh let's wrap this thing up and the mug was actually a nice segue chris uh, because if you would like to buy any uh, BTC merchandise, you can simply go to Teespring.com and search BTC. And even more importantly than that, if you want to get <laughs> hold on, Chris, I didn't hit that note right. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at, B- <laughs> at btcpod2020 at gmail.com or you can get in touch with us on Instagram, Between the Cracks Podcast, or Facebook, Between the Cracks Podcast. And Chris, I just got, (laughs) and I told you off air here, I got a message from uh, a company wanting to sponsor our show. We're not a podcast that wants to do commercials, but this product (laughs) is very interesting. And uh, uh, we're going to discuss it and decide what we want to do with it. And it's so interesting, in fact, that uh, I think that our listeners might think, it is a fake commercial, yet again, from us, uh, but it's all too real, and uh, we might discuss it in length on next week's episode. If you'd like to become one of our lovely patrons, you can just click on the link in the show notes. We have different tiers there, and you could see what each tier offers. Uh, so, we have a great little community, and if you would like to join it, it would be oh so appreciated. So, with all that said, Chris, I think it's time to say... Goodbye, and wish the fine, fine people out in podcast land the fondest, oh, a farewell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Polypius. God, man, I'm sort of fine. Sorry, God. <laughs> Oh my God, 80 minutes? Are you fucking kidding me?